0: Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Lindy will be, be up in just a second. And um, actually, uh, Murray and Marnell, Murray, do you mind coming up and sharing that word that you shared with me? I didn't warn you about this. Is that, is that Okay. Okay. Yeah, so um, I want to honor Murray. Murray's, Murray was uh, the pastor of our church, that, the church that sent us. We were elders there for many years. Uh, so um, without his blessing, we wouldn't be here tonight. Yeah, right. So I want you to honor Murray, if you would. Yeah, Murray Bradfield is a great pastor, a great church planter.
2: It is an honor to be here. Hey, Vince, how are you doing? Um, As I walked in tonight, I saw two parallel tracks, one physical, one spiritual. And the first thing that came to my mind is first the natural, then the spiritual. And then the word began to flow that as you guys are moving into this new land, physical land, so you are moving into new spiritual territory. And this new territory is going to be a land where you see new miracles. Things that you never sowed, you're going to reap. Things that you couldn't dream of are going to occur. It's going to be a mighty, mighty work. And the resistance you've been feeling so far has made you stronger. And so that resistance is is God's using that in his time, and you're going to cross over like the Israelites crossed over Jordan, and that river, the river Jordan parted, and they walked over, but they put their feet in it, and you guys have done that. I'm I'm not telling you anything new, really, I'm telling you, I'm confirming what's happening. And as you guys step into what God has for you, there's going to, as as the physical land and as this physical building, intent, I guess, is going to be a temporary quarter. As this happens and this goes along, you're going to experience more and more spiritual breakthrough. But it's going to be a different kind. It's going to be more mighty, more powerful. And I just declare that over this house in the name of Jesus. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Murray. So I'm going to have Lindy come up in just a minute, and uh, <laughs> she's ready to go. So, hey, it's, it's, something's happened with Lindy that's been really fun in the last couple of years or so. And that is every week or two, sometimes more than once a week, the Lord will wake up and she'll have a, a very spiritual dream. And it's so unique that you know it's the Lord. Nobody, nobody dreams that way. We don't eat weird pizza every night. So, and often, most of the time, the words are for us as a church body. And so it's, uh, it's been a wonderful addition to the prophetic influence of our church. And so we're going to talk about this dream and how it relates to us and our response to that. So if you'll welcome Lindy as she comes. Yeah, yeah.
0: God loves us so much. You know that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, I had, about a week and a half ago, I had these three dreams back to back to back all in one night. And I, I've got notes. I don't want to forget anything. So the first dream, there's this big bowl in front of me and I'm eating salad. And I'm in, eating salad and God is sitting right there. And All of a sudden, some bunch of animals run by. I said, Oh, I'm going to put some animals on my salad. And then, and then I said, oh, that's too expensive, so I'm not going to do that. Then... I looked over here at Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, and Chris Vallotton. I said, well, I'll take some of their leftovers, their leftover in their bowl. And I put them on my salad. And and then I took a bite, and it was full of needles. I said, oh, I can't do that. So I poured it out. So then I got more lettuce and put back in there. And then in the dream, God said, Lindy, your life, the wisdom, the revelation I'm going to give you is from me. I will supply what you need on your salad. That was the first dream. The second dream was about my son, Stevie. Stevie's our oldest son out of three boys and a girl. And he was standing there in the dream, and there was an ink pen, a black ink pen, in his arm buried under the skin. And God came over in the dream, took the muscle, pulled it back, pulled out a pen, set it there, and then smoothed over the muscle and it was perfectly healed. That was the second dream. third dream, God had this big glass of wine and it was filled to the top. And he said, Lindy, drink in Hezekiah. And that was the dream. So those are the three dreams. So I was going, I I really, I prayed into the meaning for this and talked to some intercessors. Now, Dreams have multiple meanings. I really believe that. Like, I figured this meaning, and then that I feel like it's for you, and then somebody had another meaning. I mean, it's just amazing how Holy Spirit speaks to you so many different ways. So as I tell you what I believe the meaning is, first I want to talk to you. First, I started reading Hezekiah because I didn't know much about him. I remember him some, but not really. So I read, it, and I'm going to tell you that. And then I'm going to tell you how that Talks about the dream basically. So Hezekiah, when, when you Google him, look him up. The first thing that pops up is Ahaz, the evil king, was his dad, and that Isaiah said to him, "Stand firm in your faith, or you will not stand at all." And Ahaz is this evil king. He was so bad they didn't even bury him with the Israel Israeli kings. So he didn't stand at all. He didn't stand for God, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. The Bible says. So then comes Hezekiah. He's 25 years old, and he loves God. And the Bible says he walked in the footsteps of his father David. That's what it says right in the beginning. The first thing Hezekiah does, here is it's godly, loves God. First thing we're gonna do, I'm gonna gather all the priests and all the Levites, and we're gonna consecrate ourselves, and we are gonna take the Asherah poles down. We're gonna open the temple. We're gonna clean it out. We're going to serve God, and we're gonna have this great Passover. That's the first thing he did in office, and he was so excited, and it was amazing, and, and the whole nation starts coming back to the Lord because of this. So that happened, and then next chapter, all of a sudden, this mean Assyrian king starts defeating some of the countryside. You know, I'm just learning this stuff. Different towns or whatever, and this Assyrian guy, he surrounds Judah, basically. So you've got, you've got this godly 25-year-old, walking in the brilliance and wisdom of God. And during this time, he sees what's happening. He, he refortifies his walls. And to this day, there's this aqueduct of flowing water under the city that he built. And the guy said on YouTube, they must have built it by, I mean, by hand and met in the middle where water, you know, pure water is flowing through so that they never got their water taken from them. So this guy had such wisdom for such a kid, and he walked with the Lord. So then this mean king, a Syrian guy, he sends this letter and says, I tell you what, I mean, thousands are surrounding him. He said, I tell you what, if you'll just surrender to us, you can grow your own vineyards, you can live in peace, and you'll be happy. Just surrender. So he takes this letter and before God and lays it there on the altar, and he says, God, I'm gonna stand with you. I'm not gonna give in. And that night, Isaiah and Hezekiah just prayed. That night, an angel of the Lord killed 185,000 Assyrians. <laughs> so that's, that's as far as I'm going to go. There's so much in Hezekiah. That's as far as I'm going to go, which I believe pertains to tonight. So as I give this interpretation, this is what I believe, and, you know, you can judge it or whatever. So, so this is my Belief. I believe when I'm sitting there eating a salad that God's calling me and calling us to a 21-day Daniel fast. And the intercessors totally agree. And the reason for 21 days is that a week from tomorrow, I mean, three weeks from tomorrow exactly, we are having our first Sunday morning on the church property. And just like Hezekiah, he got all his Levites and priests. We are, we are priests, royal priesthood, you guys. He got them to consecrate and sanctify themselves. Even Leif last week was talking about, okay, you guys, you're going to have an upgrade in the spirit. Something's happening and it's an upgrade. Not only is going to happen in the physical, just like Murray just said. We are stepping onto this land. This is a big deal in the spiritual realm. But also... God is calling us to sit there with him. God, it's me and you. All the wisdom I need has to come from you. All the love, it says in Psalms, all the strength I need and all the love I need comes from from you. The greater my passion for, for more, the greater my reward. That's me and God. That's gotta be you and God this 21 days. And then you go to the dream about Stevie. Stevie means crown of life. And another thing, Stevie's my son our son, and we 're kind of the mom and dads, and you know it's, could this be our family needs to do this together, so when I looked up ink pens <laughs> in the book that Pam gave me, wherever she is it 's amazing it says ink pens like an indelible vow it can 't get erased, and God started speaking to me about even when I was a kid i can 't remember. I'm too ugly. I can't do this. I can't talk in front of people. I can't heal the sick. I can't pay my bills. Do you know, as sons and daughters of God, how less we speak versus what we're supposed to speak? The power of life and death is in the tongue. And I believe with all my heart, you guys, that God wants to take us in this major upgrade to where I am during this fast not only I get so intimate with God, he just takes things and I go, oh, that was there. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry for that, God. And he just heals it. It was so precious and so easy because he's calling us higher. I believe that God's calling us as sons and daughters to step on this land and, and walk in, like Murray, it's amazing you have that word, to walk in the power of God like we've never imagined. Some of the prophetic words for this land people are going to come on the land and get saved healed and delivered without even speaking to a person. There's been prophetic words where the land will be covered in worshipers and where the 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 uh, one, one there's a word and also uh, a dream from somebody else that the cars will be backed up to the interstate. Sean Bowles said there's going to be a 25 year harvest. Michael Maiden said when he was here last he said I look in the congregation and 90% of you guys are leaders. And he says, you know what it's for? You have 500 people and there's this multiplication thing that's about to happen in a blink where it's gonna be 500 to 5,000. Who are gonna take care? Who are gonna lead these people? Who are gonna love these people? Who are gonna heal the sick, raise the dead and cleanse the lepers? You are, I am. This is the calling God's calling us to. This 21 day fast, the intimacy that's gonna happen, the healing that's gonna happen. And then, oh, will you hand me my um, Song of Solomon, please? And then Michael Maiden, sorry. Michael Maiden talked about this fire on the middle of our property that goes 200 feet in the air that all of Tyrone will see and come running, all of Atlanta, and people from all over the world will come to see the glory and the the majesty of God. And one of my favorite of all time, verses. And this is us, you guys. This is what this next 21 days is gonna hold. The fire is you. The fire is the burning heart of God that's burning in you. This is chapter eight Song of Solomon's. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. My love will be stronger than the chains of death and the grave consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over all your being. Rivers of persecution and pain will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire burning within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. So, those dreams right there. And even, you know, when it said drink in Hezekiah, as we all start reading it more, it was a full glass of wine, and I drank it. I sculpted. it. I think we're gonna be drunk, and I think we are going to be so full of God. I think it's gonna amaze us. With all my heart, I believe, like Murray said, he is taking us into a new level of glory. I think we're gonna be blown away. And I, most of all, I, think, I feel like this, this love between you and him, as he puts on your salad, what you, I think that's the most important, this intimacy is going to grow. Anyway, I'm so excited about this upgrade. I'm so excited about what God's calling us to as a body.
1: It's tough preaching after her. She kind of just goes everywhere and then you're kind of where do you go? So let's how does how does God speak to the Lord? There's a message on hearing God's voice and trying to follow the direction of the Lord. And so in the in the uh, in the dream was drink in Hezekiah. So I've been reading Hezekiah. You know, at most I had a guy who really knows the Bible well. He said, is there even a book of Hezekiah? There's no book of Hezekiah. You know that, don't you? Donald, Donald's a pastor. He knows there's no book of Hezekiah. But don't feel bad if you didn't know. Um, but you can find him. Just Google him. But you'll find him in 2 Second, Second, uh, Kings. You'll find him in Chronicles. You'll find him in multiple books of the Bible. And uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating story. So he said, drink in Hezekiah. Well, Leif, when he was here, one of his spiritual sons, Paul Yadau, he said, my son, Paul Yadau, has been preaching on Hezekiah lately. It's such a random character in the Bible. I got a text yesterday, Bill Johnson in Australia. He's preaching on Hezekiah. (laughs) My neighbor, Dean Collins, who, uh, ex-neighbor, great friend, uh, president of Point University, He's starting to write a daily devotional. I said, well, well start, put me on your mailing list. Send me one. He sent me the first one the other day, Hezekiah. The language of the Spirit is divine coincidence. And if he's telling you three or four times, it might mean I'm a little dense and I need a little help. But he's just saying, drink in Hezekiah. So an invitation for us as a church, just start reading Hezekiah. There's there's a million messages in on Hezekiah, and I could preach a half a dozen sermons already from it, but drink in Hezekiah. So November 9th. September September 9th. (laughs) 9-9, thank you. 9-9, going on to the property. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's been a long time coming, and um, so why, why go then? We we're in a staff meeting several weeks ago, and we we're talking about the issue of being full, the issue of feeling like we want to stay with one service. And around September, when school starts and Bassum starts, we just have a bump in people, and we just don't know how we'd handle it in this room. And we don't feel like retreating to two services. There's something special happening in worship. So we have a problem, and it's coming, and it's 9 9. And so we don't want to retreat. I don't back up well. I turned 17. I've driven a million miles in my car since I turned 17. And thank God, no accidents. No accidents driving forward. (laughs) I've had four accidents backing up in my own parking lot. And one today, by the way, I haven't told my wife. (laughs) Thought I'd be safer right here. Fourth time I've backed into something. A rock wall tore up my nice bumper car. Don't back up well. And, we, and I don't want to back up. We want to go forward. And so he's speaking. And so we're in staff meeting, and, and Ron was just, it was like the Holy Spirit came on him. He said, we're, we're going for it. And there's something about Nehemiah and building the walls and building quickly. And by the way, it's 52 days from the day you said you're buying the tent to September 9th. And then I started dreaming about, I just started thinking about going personally on a Daniel fast a few weeks ago, and I was studying it, and what do you re- eat and what you don't eat. And, and and then we received this dream about salad and not putting the meat on it, not putting the animals on it. There's another, there's multiple interpretations the animals being too expensive the meat of the word being too expensive Bill Johnson Heidi Chris too expensive am I willing to pay the price where they've gone to get the meat that they have it's expensive am I willing to pay a price and so, but we felt like the "No meat on the salad is a, is a, a fast. interestingly, from tomorrow to nine nine is twenty one days. Daniel fasts are generally twenty one days. So he's speaking by the spirit to us. We don't want to go backwards, and we we're, we're making a decision to go on the property even before all the roads are ready, even before the tent might be there. We're going to plant a stake in the ground. And, you know, it's not always logical following the voice of the Lord. It usually doesn't make as much sense as it needs to. In fact, uh, turn with me to Proverbs 3, a, a very famous verse. Many of you know it by... By heart. Proverbs 3, verse 5. In the NASB, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. The message is interesting the way it says it. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. I love that. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Trust in the Lord. I'm I talking to some friends about they're having some direction issues in their career. Trust in the Lord. I see that as your hand open. Are you living with an open hand? Trust. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. All my heart. Coming to the Lord with open heart. Wherever you want to go, we sang, Where the wind takes me, I'll go. Dion, hey, Lord said, Go, buy, buy a ticket to Detroit. Wherever you send me, I'll go. Lean not to your understanding. For me, that's get out of your head, Steve, understanding. Quit thinking, overthinking of it. Can you get in your spirit? Lean not to your own understanding. It bothers my understanding to move in there on 9-9. Without the tent ready, without everything ready, lean not to your own understanding. Listen to the voice of the Lord, it says in the message. Hear the God's voice. And we're acting in faith On the words we're hearing, and we're going to go, and whether it's raining or shining, whether it's crowded or not, whether the parking lot's full or not, we're going to go and put a stake on the ground and get on the property, because we feel like God is saying to. Amen? So (laughs) it's not always convenient when you hear the voice of the Lord. Part of our our, our, one of the tenants of this house is hear his voice run in a bay. Think about the times you've heard his voice, you've run in a bay. Has it been convenient? And does it make sense? When he, I was thinking about some of the big ones in our life. Like when he called us to go to Reading, the year our business finally took off, it didn't make sense. 20 years to get to your business to that place and he says go to Reading. And my, my peers were like, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? It doesn't always make sense. When The, the Lord uh, told us in the beginning of the year, and finances were a little tight in the church, and the Lord said, give away the money you've been saving. The tithes on the tithes that you've been put in the building fund, give it away. It doesn't make sense. The finances turned around. Years ago when the Lord said, Steve, I want you to, Tithe like you were making your dream income. Tithe as if it was already being made. It didn't make sense. Usually when you come a fork in a road and one of them is obeying God, it's the harder one. It's the less comfortable one. And so we're, we're hearing his voice. We're running to obey. If we miss it, we miss it but you do your best as you're hearing his voice, amen? I'd rather miss it trying than not go. Anytime. So trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him. When I hear acknowledge, it's like worship him. Regain, remain in the awe of him. Like Dan was talking about running through the redwoods. He restored the awe of the redwoods that he had grown up around. Oh, Lord, I don't want to lose the awe of you, the gratitude of you. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he will, he will, he will direct your paths. And we stand on that, that he's directing our paths. And so let's talk about this this part of the dream, Stevie, uh, Steven Stevie shares my name. He's a junior. Stephen Lee Hale, Jr. Repres- your firstborn son rep- represents one that's consecrated to the Lord. As Lindy said, if we're mom and dad of the house, you are all in the generation of Stevie. I believe you're all in that, that word. And he's opening up, and these pens mean oaths that I've made, agreements contracts on a positive side it could mean there's a book in you it could mean he's doing something in you he could be that you're writing is saying journal Every, there's different ways to interpret it could say you start journaling you're a world changer but I believe on this we're calling a 21 day fast a consecration and as we came into this building if you'll remember that Blake said, we're starting an engagement season. Enjoy this season. We're in this building. It's an engagement season. You're not married a lot of your life. You're married a lot of your life. You're not engaged a lot of your life. Enjoy the season. Don't lose it. Often in a marriage, toward the wedding, right before the wedding, the, the bride will go into consecration. You'll go into purification. You'll lose that last five pounds. I'm not lying, am I? There's a refining going on at the end. And that's part of this fast. So what is going on? I'm looking for God to pull out a pen and say, Steve, Holy Spirit, you remember when you said that? These were these things that we all do. I'm not enough, I can't. That'll never happen. He'll never change. There's not enough money. Given up hope. Any area of my life that's not glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie. Any area of my life that has any sin in it is under the influence of a lie. And I'm, we're calling the, fa- the fast for just a time of consecration. We're not doing it because we think there's a some. There hasn't been this drop in holiness in the church, and we need to fast, and there's been some great sin. We're doing it out of obedience. We're doing it in response to what God is doing in our worship and in our midst, like, okay, something's happened. Let's, let's put more more chips on the table. Let's turn the dial a little bit more. What will happen? I want, what will it look like for us 21 days from now? What will your life look like 21 days from now if you consecrate yourself and say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a fast. You're willing to, Holy Spirit, speak to any oaths I've ever made, any agreements I've made with lies. Would you replace them with prophetic promises over my life? Would you replace them with the truth instead of the lie I've believed? Would you replace them with the word of God? Would you put a new ink pen in? How would your life look with 21 days of the Holy Spirit speaking, refining, consecrating? Hezekiah couldn't bring the Passover to the nation. There weren't enough priests who were consecrated. They had to wait and have priests and Levites consecrated so that they could bring the Passover to the nation. You know, you're called priests. You're part of a royal priesthood in the new covenant. The old covenant is an external often of what's happening internally in the new covenant. When Hezekiah came in and he was tearing down the Asherah poles and he was tearing down the high places and he was tearing down the idols, it's easy to read that and say, oh, that's not us, what the heck were they doing? But we have idols. (laughs) We have our own form of Asherah poles, right? We have a nation that's got its own issues. And he came in and cleaned house. And he cleaned the temple. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So it isn't, this isn't a hellfire brimstone. It's saying, let's refine. Let's consecrate. We're going into a new season. The church has had 10, 11 years of waiting for this day. Do you want to go in strong or just Okay. Do you want to go in your best? Do you want to enter the new season? We have another family saying, start strong. Let's start that first day, November, September 9th. (laughs) Something in me is wanting to push it back. Uh, (laughs) 9-9. We're going in. And I just have a glimpse of myself like I'm going to be a little leaner. The Lord's going to have re- taken a few things out, some oaths, some contracts, some agreements. I don't know what he's going to say, but I'm ready. I'm willing. We're going to go in stronger. We're going to go in as a family. We're going to go in to a place, a new season. In the, in the Bible, it talks about when you fast. Google fasting verses. It's when you fast. It's not if you fast. It's when you fast. When Jesus was here, they didn't fast because the bride was with the bridegroom. Hey, there was a party going on. We're not fasting now. But when I'm gone, we're going to fast. We're not a big fasting culture. It's, 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 uh, there are more feasts in the Bible than there are fasts. And the church probably got out of balance on that. But there's a time to feast a lot fast a little bit. And so we're going to fast. So what does fasting do? It refines your focus. We're not fasting to manipulate God. We're fasting to refine our focus. And uh, I love that there's a season in fasting. The first, if you just do a, this is kind of a partial fast. A a, uh, Daniel fast is really no meat and no wine. Some people call it no meat, no sweet um and and we're going to give out some have some things on the the uh website and some things some handouts tonight on some food that is typical, but you do what you can, you adjust it to yourself, your diet, your world I'm going to do the one that's on that plan, and uh I've had a few people look at me in horror when they heard caffeine might not be on the list uh, but they said caffeine is a fruit, uh, you know, coffee's a fruit, so it's good. So you just you just deal with that however you want to deal with that. If you're addicted, you might want to just get off of it for 21 days. So it's just, just a thought there. But on these complete fasts, I, I just... I know for me, the first two or three days can be tough, and then you hit this third, fourth day, you just hit this zone, like, God, you're here, (laughs) where your focus is refined, like, you're very spiritually aware, you're very spiritually in tune, and you're like, I don't ever want to leave this place. And that can last for days and days, weeks, and then, then you get hungry again. And, uh, but we refine our focus when we fast. And so we're looking for him to replace oaths, oaths with prophetic. I'm also looking for him to raise the bar in our spiritual life. raise the bar in holiness, raise the bar. We live in a world that's—it's um, not easy to stay pure and holy in your thought life. And uh, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I go on a Pinterest and I'm looking for cabinets, and you can find naked women on there. It's really bad. It—it—it it, it, it is aggressively attacking us. The shows, Lindy and I. Uh started watching a show the other day that is about 20 year old series and we didn't watch it twenty years ago. It it offended us. I watched it the other day. It wasn't that bad. So what does that mean? That means I was either hyper religious or my standard has dropped. It, we're in an insipid i'm I'm counseling with a pastor in another church, and it's causing me to raise the standard this young man um a wonderful young man, but he fell into looking at some images that he shouldn't and acting on that, and he kind of f- fell into some what I would call kind of front end uh low end pornography and and his wife said, that's enough. That's a breach of our relationship. Happened only a few times. She's, she's holding the bar high. You're messing with our covenant. And she's separated. And he's standing before his church confessing tomorrow. And it hit me like he's humbling himself before the Lord and before his people their church is going to have a high level of transparency and holiness. It's a beautiful thing. But if God is raising the bar. In Isaiah, stand firm in the Lord, or you won't stand at all. Amen. Stand firm in the Lord, or you won't stand at it all. It's um, we're in a day where it's you can't just presume. You're going to end the race strong and fast and beautifully winning the finish line. We have to go at this with humility and stay in fellowship with other believers and stay in the Word of God. It's not a done deal. The enemy is picking off people with doctrines that are off and universalism, just the things around... um, Sexual identity and, and, and all the sexual identity barrage in our, there's places trying to pick our people off. Stand firm in the Lord or you won't stand at all. And so don't be presumptuous to think I can just float around and be in a little bit of sin and hold on to grudges and offenses and I'll show up at church anytime I want and I'll just float in, I'll be fine. Maybe you will and maybe you won't. Stand firm in the Lord. Or you may not stand at all. And so I want us to refine. As I've been counseling with this young man, it's just like the Lord's been like, hey, that little thing there, it's not okay. Raise the standard. Have you been around someone who just emanates an internal walk with the Lord with holiness? There are many in this room. I've been around some that emanated so much that their anointing, I feel, days later, they carry an aroma, an essence, an aura of their holiness with the Lord. It's one of those hyper-religious saying, Jesus, hallelujah, amen, every third word. It's inside of them. It's real. It's a holy, it's a, it's an, they don't necessarily talk about it. It's a, it's a refined walk with the Lord. My friend that I've been talking about, he's being refined with a very fine-tooth comb as a very young man in a very public way. You know those combs in the old timey barbershops? They're round, they sit in those round glass cylinders, and I guess it's alcohol or something, those long combs, and they get narrow at the end, and at the very bottom, the, the teeth are really fine, you know, like your granddaddy used to have? They're in these old golf clubs, these old men's golf clubs, and they'll have them in the bathroom. They'll have those little, like, use someone else's comb, okay? but it's a fine-tooth comb. My friend's not being refined with a big old pick. He's being refined with a fine-tooth comb. Why do we fast? To refine our focus. We're called to be called out ones, set apart. The church's social statistics should be so different than the world's. Whether it's our divorce rate or porn rate or dropout rate or portion. You know all the statistics. They're supposed to be very different for us. We're called out ones. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We're called to a high calling. He's preparing a place for us. We get to walk around other believers and let iron sharpen iron and become the burning ones. We are the burning ones. And our holiness will allow us to be those leaders, Michael May that goes into a city and goes into places and hear the voice of God and walk in power and be the ones that help people snatch them out. First John 1.9 says, confess your sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. It's a promise. But it says, confess your sins one to another, and you will be healed. He's raising the bar. Yeah, it's fine to confess your sins privately. Yes, he forgives. Calling us to confess to one another. And you'll be healed. So we we're refining our focus. Hezekiah was building priests to come into the land and have this great ceremony. Clean the land out. It's external, internal in the in the new covenant. And he's coming into a land, and he say, "We're going to celebrate the Passover. The Passover is this beautiful reminder." And was Moses was bringing Egypt out, the final plague was a plague against the firstborn son. He said, let's, let's sacrifice the lamb and take the lamb's blood and put it over the door and I'll pass over the believers. I'll pass over the ones that believe in the blood of the lamb. A beautiful portrait of Christ. Just as communion on that 9-9, we'll celebrate communion. The, the communion... In the Passover, so many similarities. The Lamb of God laid on a cross for our sins. The body and blood of the Lord Jesus shed for our sins. Both Passover, both communion about deliverance, about freedom, about new life, and about freedom in Christ. We are the priests that get to administer that. We're moving on to a new day and a new life land. We're replacing oaths. We're raising the bar. Amen. So we're going to keep talking about this. Um, Let's just have this season of sharing with others. What's God saying to you? Confessing our sins one to another, confessing the beautiful things God is doing, and refining our focus as the bride it's Coming into a new day, a new land, are we going to have to be flexible? Yes, could it rain on nine nine it's not going to <laughs> And we just get there and we'll have uh, we 'll have a a, a tent that 's uh, going to be really cool and comfortable very shortly and a few weeks after that, and not long after that we 'll be been Begin building, and we'll just be there, and we'll see it happen, and it'll happen faster when we're right there, and God's going to do a great thing. Our, the town of Tyrone is going to be blessed beyond what they can imagine because of you and us being there. We've been in a few meetings where they've acted like they're not sure they want us or want the traffic that we'll bring. I understand they're going to rejoice at what you bring to their community, the life, the spiritual life, the commerce. We'll be good neighbors. Amen. Yeah. Well, we love you. And I'm, I'm excited about our season together. I'm excited about our consecration together. I'm excited about already you coming up to me and saying, here's what God's the oath he's taken out of my life and me sharing what he's doing with me. It'll be a celebration. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? So, Lord, let us be your burning ones. As we call uh, everyone who calls this church their home to join the body together in a fast, I pray that it would be a, a joyous celebration. I pray we'd enter that zone with you where we'd sense your presence. We'd hear your voice. We'd catch ourselves waking up in the middle of the night and just putting earphones on and worshiping and dancing with you in the living room or out in the backyard for that person. Put new songs on our heart. We'd hear your nudge that says, go pray for that person. They don't know you. We'd hear your nudge that says, pray for healing for that one. You'd put new songs and worship in the heart of your people. I can't wait to worship with you and our people together these next few weeks. Refine our focus, God. Speak to our hearts about thoughts, attitudes, habits, as we turn the dial and lean into you. Separate ones, called out ones, daughters of the day, sons of light. Sons of God, children of the king, daughters of the king, ones of the king of kings and lord of lords, the one you've gone, I said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Ones who have the spirit of God within them, eyes of fire, tongues that have truth, breastplates of righteousness, shields of faith, a sword of the spirit, Feet shod with the gospel of peace. Help us to see ourselves with our war paint on, pure and holy. The life of God in us, speaking his words, doing what we see the Father doing. Let us be that people. Refine us, Father God. Turn the heat on. Let us be your burning ones. Let the waste and the dross come off. Let, let the people of God show up as that refined silver and gold. Refine us, O God. Let us go in. They'll show, they shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace. Let us be that one. We are the burning ones. Surabadiando. So let's lift up a song in the spirit or your own new song. Thank you for listening
0: to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.